Hello and welcome to another edition of the Third Shift Football Podcast. This time we talk about week seven of the USFL, take a look forward to week eight and playoff implications, and make another joke about the gamblers not closing games. You may say that's two weeks in a row. Well, I answer, that's four fucking weeks in a row, Houston. everybody welcome back to the third shift football podcast i am josh atkins with neil tarver neil it's been a while how was your memorial day weekend i was fine pretty lazy went to a soccer game watch sporting get their ass well not really get their ass people just kind of fumble around in the sand with vancouver for 90 minutes so in the sand that's how bad it looked yeah <laughs> i never heard that term before Ah. <laughs> uh. Um, yeah, this is the key. This is the this is the football analysis you're here for. It's for soccer, the sport I know definitely everything about, and not absolutely fucking nothing. I went in. I went head first, not head first, head in 54 degree water in the St. Lawrence River because apparently I have to now the rest of my life. Has your dick retreated from your body yet, or no? <laughs> Still MIA at the current moment. The ETA is unknown. Full retreat full retreat um i hope you have a great memorial day weekend um i know the world is very doom and gloom as somebody that works in the news i hope this podcast brings some fun to you and we you know want to be entertaining because uh we need that right now in the world and that's what we're gonna do neil so with that no um i've been watching hockey because you know the avalanche are the true wagon Sorry, I had to go there. Salt anyway, it's still high. <laughs> we're recording during the first intermission of game two of the Avalanche Oilers game and the NBA Finals starting. So plenty of stuff going on, but we're going to focus on the USFL. Week seven, Neil, is in the books. We got two teams that clinched for the playoffs. The two ones I said we're going to do it last week. <laughs> I mean, we already penciled Birmingham, which yeah. we did in that, what, Jersey. two weeks ago? Two weeks ago? No, last week. Well, yeah, we kind of went. Last, I think two weeks ago, we went. Yeah, this is happening. And then last week it was like, this is definitely happening. And then this week, no, it's it's happening. <laughs> so they're undefeated. Birmingham is. So let's start there with Birmingham. Uh, they beat Pittsburgh. Um, I was not impressed at all with Birmingham whatsoever. I know they won, but man, if they keep getting off these slow starts, they're going to get their ass handed to them. What's new? They're, they're, as I texted, we were texting earlier, as I said, they're bizarre. They're just bizarro Houston. Houston starts fast and then ends like shit. Pittsburgh, Birmingham starts slow, ends fast. And of the two, I'd rather be Birmingham. But this is it. This is the end this year. They start like ass. They play like shit, and then they just kind of turn on the Jets, and boom, 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 game's over. But I personally think that – I know Birmingham's probably right now, and they should be the trendy pick to win it all in the USFL. I have a sneaking suspicion, once they get away from the friendly confines of either of the stadiums in Birmingham to Canton, where the crowd will be both either neutral or completely non-existent, those slow starts might doom them non-existent i mean tickets are cheap twenty dollars i mean if i live there i would go unfortunately i live in kansas city and i don't want to buy a plane ticket so yeah you don't want to do that so um i was impressed by pit i've been impressed by pittsburgh the last few weeks i've said this on this podcast i've been slightly more impressed by michigan too i mean they're two of the worst teams in the league but 
I felt like Pittsburgh fought and then they made a quarterback change for no reason on the last drive of the game when they could have tied it. And um, the coach yeah. is bad. <laughs> oh, God. There's been a lot of weird quarterback changes in the USFL where I'm like, why Why are you doing this? Either there's three, not- right, this weekend? Oh, there's a lot. Four. There's, been a, there's been a couple every weekend where they slot in some guy for a few drives. I mean, New Orleans did it this weekend. Uh, Tampa, did Tampa do it? No, right? Tampa, I think, was the only team. Tampa and They should have. <laughs> oh, we'll just we'll wait, get to people. That. We'll, we'll just wait. <laughs> um, um, I got bullets ready to go. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's just th- th- this game was the classic underdog hangs around and then the better team pulls away at the end because they just have more talent and they're better coached. That's it. I want to say always going to be a Birmingham win. And deep down, we all knew that this weekend belonged to the kickers. Yeah. Like, there was like what a 60 yarder and a 58 yarder. Yeah. This game like had that. the 58 yarder and the other game had a 60 yard bombs. If I'm the NFL, like dialing their agent or just dialing their phone because they probably don't have agents and being like, yo, um, welcome to OTAs. Welcome to minicamp. So, oh, God. yeah, um, I know. But like the kickers are starting to come along. Honestly, the passing games looked like they were coming along and then they fell off a cliff. <laughs> so this week. we started the season with, with kickers and punters being back because of the football. They got they changed to like specific balls to kick like normal football stuff to chip in it. So they've been better every week. The offensive line sucked at first. They got better. And now they're sucking again, which means the passing game sucks and the running game sucks. But um, good win for Birmingham to stay undefeated. Uh, Pittsburgh falls to one six, but again, I am impressed how they play. I just felt like the coaching decision was piss poor. I you know, did not understand that. To be fair, can we can we shout out a unit on Birmingham, which I we don't talk about enough? Their defense is really good, man. We don't really talk good. about it because the whole Jamar Smith and their offense has a tendency to go boom, and that's what naturally you want to talk about. But there's a reason Birmingham is seven and zero. It, it's it's their defense. Their defense helps them ride out the storm early. It helps them clamp down late. Guys like Brian Allen are flying around out there. Like it's, former you shout out. It's it's a very good defense, and I think if if there's one thing that might propel them the title, it's their defense, and it's been the most consistent one in the league, in my and, opinion. And their special teams made a huge play with a huge fake punt for the touchdown. I mean, that was massive. I thought that was game-changing and it ended up not being too game-changing because both teams were terrible. And granted, Birmingham could come out in week eight, this coming weekend, dominate New Orleans. They easily could. So yeah. we'll, we'll just see that. Like but that. New Orleans beat themselves, basically. Yeah. So let's get to the other team that clinched, and that is the New Jersey Generals, who I think yeah. they're the – What? What's no, I wasn't thing? saying anything. Go, go, go. I, I think they have been the most impressive team the last four weeks. Like, if this was, if we're about to enter the, the last quarter of the season, they've been the best team the last two quarters. Like, the middle, the middle of the season, they've been really good. I agree. The generals have looked great. And they, and this week was a great way to show they can win in more than one way. Last week in the preview, I was like, oh, they're going to win because DeAndre Johnson's going to run all over the bandits. DeAndre Johnson was out this week with an ankle issue. So it was the Luis Perez show. And the Luis Perez show relatively showed out 19 for 25 for 174 and a TD. Like he did good. They show they can beat you through the air and then they continued to pound it on the ground. I and mean, at least sometimes in their detriment, but they kind of showed a little more balance this week and showed they don't have to need that like crazy running numbers to win against a 
fading Tampa Bay Bandits team, admittedly, but they came out and got took care of business without. Yeah, I, I just player, feel in like my opinion. I feel like New Orleans or not New Orleans, excuse me, New Jersey never panics. I their composure on the field speaks to what their coaching staff is. And I just I trust them a lot right now. They, I probably trust them the most from all three phases of the ball. And their quarterback showed that he can win new the game, which is very important. And he's, we, he's not even their primary QB is the best part if you're in New Jersey. Right, right. Now let's get to Tampa. What in you the know, fuck? Oh, like, can we be oh, real? Jordan, 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 Jordan. I expected so much more of you. And what the fuck was this? <laughs> he was atrocious. Now, now I want to say this. The first drive, he made a great fourth down throw. Absolute dime. They kicked the field goal. I thought that really hurt them. And he just was not the same sense. Like, he made so many bad decisions. Now, I'm just like, you got to pull him. I would have pulled him after the second pick. He just never looked comfortable. He was making poor decisions when he was dissecting the defense, either pre-snap or post-snap. Like, you can't deal with that when you're in a playoff push. Tampa Bay slowly becoming like Houston, where Jordan Tamau makes like looks great sometimes. There's he makes some amazing plays where he like runs, escapes pressure, fits a guy on the dime, yada yada yada. But increasingly more, it's getting roped in with these. What the fuck are you looking at? like? That first pick. Oh God! You one on that out route. You cannot or out whatever the fuck route to the flat. You can't stare the dude down. I mean, it was like a hitch route. More yeah. than anything, it, they're talking about the one off to the sideline, right? The yeah, it was one? on the left yeah. side of the ball, and then it, it was a well, zone, it was zone coverage. It and was he not scares land. him down, and then he throws it late. Like, dude, what the fuck are you expecting to happen? That's full Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah, it, it that is all your fault. There's some picks which are like a combination of things. I'm not so sure that third one that might have been like a route miscommunication, but that the first one at very least, it kind of shows he's just he's not. Try, he's just not seeing the field well right now. And you can see it in the way he plays because when he sees something right away, he's Jordan Tamayo, the guy I kind of expect to be the best QB in this league, to be quite honest with you. He has the most talent. Yeah. And then, but a lot of plays, he's just doing nothing. And yeah, he threw for 337 yards. Great. But three picks and one touchdown. I that you just can't win like that. And they didn't. They turning the ball over the turnover battle in football is ginormous you Mm -hmm. lose that you lose games and it's very rare when you win especially when your quarterback consistently gives the ball away because they have the ball at every play every play so uh really terrible for tampa they're still in the playoff race but Mm -hmm. pretty bad um we'll save the overtime game for last i want to get to philly houston that's the only Mm -hmm. game i disagreed on and i got right again Sorry, Neil. Uh, it's just, I, apparently, I just don't have a good read on this Philly team. They're starting to play really well. I don't trust their quarterback one damn bit. He he makes some really bad decisions, but their team is really good. Like, their front four is nasty. Nasty. I guess I just don't trust the cookies enough. And I don't either. I trust I, the front four in the run game. Yeah, that's fair. The, and that's I don't trust Houston to finish the game. That's why. Oh, I my Philly. God. They, they were doing so well in this game. I'm like, they got to the third, like through the third quarter. And I was like, okay, 
gonna even the score on the four and oh yada yada and then just full fucking meltdown the fourth quarter just 22 unanswered points in the fourth quarter houston what the fuck they have what is the problem? Wait, this is this is like the four, this is the fourth league in a row. They have had a lead after halftime, and they have blown it. Uh, is it conditioning? Is it the game plan? Really, it's got to be coaching at this point. It has to. It has to be because when it happens one week, it, it's an outlier. It happens to everybody at some point, sadly. But whatever. Two weeks in a row. Okay, that's concerning, but it is what it is. Three weeks in a row, we need to start Panic. looking at things. And four weeks in a row, okay, we need to start a addressing why this is happening and it's good you're with you it's got to be the coaching because it, now the players are going to think about it, right they come out oh, of the yeah. locker room they got a lead right or they get to the fourth quarter with five minutes to go and they have a lead and like oh crap we've been down this road before yeah, I mean, just that is one bad thing. thing happens and they'll fumble or they'll, they'll crumble i mean yeah so god it's so bad i mean houston was so good to start the game like you mentioned but you know what? I mean, Philly hung in there. I mean, both front fours got after. I thought the offensive lines were terrible in this game when it came to pass protection, uh, lost strip sacks. But, I mean, Philly made enough plays, to, and they just stayed close. Yeah. And took advantage of Houston not closing games, and that's pretty disappointing, to be honest. Like, I thought I was going to lose that pick, and – uh yeah, it happened. So now Philly moves to four and three. Houston falls to one six, 35 to 24. Oh, the poor gamblers. The poor, I just, I hope let's they figure our, it out. But let, let's get to our New Orleans breakers, though, with the OT win with a really interesting Yay, overtime format. Hey, I guess <laughs> a win's a win, but oh boy. So <laughs> this one was rough. <laughs> it was rough with like, both sides of the ball, if you are a New Orleans fan, which we are because of the jerseys, yeah. that's the only reason we are fans of this team. And Jonathan Adams, when he's not fumbling. <clears throat> yeah, not good. But, I like, they bench Slaughter. They score on the touchdown. They score on that drive. They bring him back in. They still look really good. And then they collapse. Don't get their offense going. They had a miracle Tip play that ended in a catch with one second to go. Call a timeout. Oh God, they, they keep the game time field goal, and then they won overtime because their defense finally buckled in. Like, well, yes, and also the center for the Panthers yeeted the ball. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't the, good either. That's the Panthers passed. Uh, I think it was Love at that point. Oh, just I forgot it I, past him. I, I forgot <laughs> to mention this in the Philly game real quick. I just want to get back to it. Um, that game ended on a safety. Oh my God. Like why, literal gold. Why the fuck are you with the way you are, Houston? <laughs> like, why? Just sorry. I totally spaced out. I'm so sorry, people, that I'm a little scatterbrained because I'm also got the Avalanche game on. I'm a little nervous about it because Edmonton has the best player in the world. Anyway, um, back to New Orleans. I actually like the overtime format. It's like a shootout. It, it's like they took and it's just they hyper condensed college football, basically. Where they just they they got to like the long overtime rules where it's the two point shootout, and they just they just get right to there. And I do kind of like it. There is a part of me that wishes the defense has had a little better of a chance. Now I know Michigan didn't score in any of their two point plays, but I and against a team that isn't Michigan and shooting itself in the foot, there might be a lot of ones that go to like the sudden death, which could take a while. I would like to see defenses at least get like make it start from the ten 
maybe give them a little more of a chance. But the two-point show, it's nice. It gets it over quick. I was in favor of it. I thought it was neat. Yeah, I agree with that. I I will forever say this. I'm glad the NFL is giving both teams a possession now. That will happen this upcoming season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It happens to Josh Allen once. We have to change the fucking rule. It happens to the Chiefs in 2018. Hey, hey, Everyone's all, like, mm-hmm. we all know the rule needed to change. It's needed to change for the, the dawn of time. It's been terrible. It's still not good. I still don't like the rules. Mm-hmm. They're terrible. Let's just be blunt. College football has the best rules outside of the two-point conversion thing now. Like, I could care less about that one. Like, they had it perfect before. 25-yard line. You, If you score, great. If you don't, well, you might be in trouble. In the NFL, put it at the 40. Don't care. College football had it right. So, uh, Breakers win. Uh, they move to 5-2. and two. The Panthers, we did not talk about you once because you don't deserve it. You guys are terrible. It's one and <laughs> I don't know if that new QB looked okay. <laughs> that's fine, but they're still trash because Jeff Fisher coaches them. He can't even coach them to a 500 record. <laughs> he can't. He can't even coach them to more than one win. <laughs> oh. They're going to win out just to get as close to seven and nine as possible. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, so they're one and we- six. They're going to win their last three, four and six. It's the seven and nine of a 10 game slate. So that was week seven. Um, I went four and oh, Neil went three and one. We uh, split the Houston Philly game. I'm 10 and two on the season. Neil is eight and four since we started counting these now. Because to be honest, it was hard to predict games the first part of the year. So we started week five mm-hmm. uh, week eight. Here's the playoff clinching scenarios for two spots because Birmingham and New Jersey have clinched. The Philadelphia stars can clinch with a win over the Panthers this week. This is all going to sports.nbcsports.com. The Michigan Panthers will be eliminated if they lose to the stars. The Pittsburgh Maulers be eliminated with a loss to the generals on Friday, or if the stars win their game over the Panthers. The New Orleans Breakers can clinch with a win against the Birmingham Stallions on Sunday and with a Tampa Bay Bandits loss. Tampa Bay will be eliminated with a loss to the Houston Gamblers and on Sunday and with the New Orleans Breakers win. So we could have two spots locked up. Yeah. So let's we get could to have the entire. We could have the South locked up if uh, New Orleans wins and Tampa Bay eats shit again. Yep. So let's get to those games. Friday night. Um Pittsburgh, New Jersey, 8 p.m. Eastern on USA Network. New Jersey started by eight and a half. And guess what? New Jersey is going to win this game. <laughs> yeah, it looks like DeAndre Johnson's on track to play this week. And yeah, the Generals are just a much, much, much better team than this crap-ass Mahler's team. So, uh, yeah. Abs has scored. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Mo- mo- moving on. Saturday, we got two games. So just one game on Friday. Again, that's on 8, p- 8 p.m. Eastern on USA Network. The second game, first one on Saturday, our New Orleans Breakers against Birmingham Stallions heavyweight matchup. It should be one. Uh, 3 p.m. Eastern on Fox. Birmingham's fair by three and a half, Neil. Who do you got? I think I have Birmingham. I just – look, I, Pittsburgh, New Orleans hung in there. They're five and two. They're clearly one of the better teams in the league. But I just – their offense – I just don't have much faith in their offense. And – I think Birmingham's defense can keep him in check enough to overcome another slow start because it's not like New Orleans' offense is going to punish him. So, yeah, give me give me Birmingham. Oh, I didn't realize Colorado scored two goals. This is awesome. Anyway, um, I could see that, but I think Birmingham's going to get off to another slow start. 
And I think New Orleans is going to get up a little bit more for this game. So give me the breakers. They will win outright. I think New Orleans wins and they will clinch the playoffs because, oh, no, they won't clinch playoffs. Sorry, Tampa plays Houston. Anyway, third (laughs) game, Sunday, 12 o'clock Eastern on Fox. (laughs) It's Philly and Michigan. Philly's favored by six. Philly clinches that they win, Neil, and I think they clinch and they cover. Um. Oh, don't you dare pick Michigan. I swear to God, Neil. Yeah, give me Philly. I have no faith in Michigan. I yeah. thought they looked better with Love at QB, but I don't think it's enough to overcome the Stars' just better roster. Right. And then um, you already know my pick, Houston-Tampa, 4 o'clock Eastern on Peacock. You need to have their subscription to watch it. Uh, Tampa's five and a half, and give me Tampa. I don't care how bad, how bad they looked. There's no way they lose to Houston. I, I will fade Houston until they win. Give me Tampa to win, but Houston points. I'm kind of with you. I can't in good faith pick Houston until they show me they can, you know, not eat absolute shit in the fourth quarter. But yeah, I think it'll be closer than you think it will be. Perfect. All right. Uh, that's USFL week seven playoff scenarios in week eight. Now to the NFL, we got some news on that front. Um, the GOAT has retired. And no, not Tom Brady. A man <laughs> among the people. Stefan to it? No. no. <laughs> well, yes, he retired. A mythical creature. A breaded stallion. Breaded? No, like I don't it, know what I'm saying. Like- Ryan Fitzpatrick retired from the NFL after 17 seasons. Frank Gore retired today too. And Frank Gore. That who would you rather have? Frank? Frank? Frank Gore. Frank? Frank? Yeah. That's probably right. Yeah, those two uh had legendary careers. Uh Ryan Fitzpatrick was a seventh round pick and made over $80 million in his career, which hey man, good on you. And he he balled out his last few years in the NFL. Too bad he got hurt when he was with the Washington football team. Last season, I, I will. I think he would have done really well with them. I think he would have really helped them because their defense regressed and they needed somebody on offense to really push the ball. He would have been better than Heineke, at least. On um, the Avalanche are rolling, it's three nothing. They have chosen violence. I hope when you're listening to this podcast, they win this game. I hope when you're listening um, to this podcast, they lose this game just for spice. No, don't do that just because your blues got their ass handed to them. Salt levels are still high. <laughs> anyway, football. We're talking about football. Um, what else in the NFL do we know about? Um, um, I mean, on a more somber note, rest in peace, Jeff Gladney and Marion Barber. Yes. Very. Um, in ABC, I used to work for an ABC affiliate, but shame on you for your tweet about, oh, they, you know, he, he had like a thousand yards or something like that. Never like, had a th- on- scored a lot of TDs, but never had a thousand yards. He's like, like oh, screw you. Whoever wrote ABC. that tweet, like, we we as journalists are better than this, right? Don't don't do this crap. Like that was bad. Like whoever that was, they probably should lose their job. Just being blunt. Um, but yeah, rest in peace to them um, and their families. Um, NFL is kind of quiet. There's not been any free agent signings, especially wide receiver Julio Jones is available. Ty Hill and Odell Beckham Jr. Those guys are still available. There's been nothing on that front. Um, oh, Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson are now officially the A team for Fox, which should be a really good booth for their American game of the week. 
I'm down with it. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, the match was really good. If you guys watched down Wednesday night with Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers versus Mahomes and uh, Josh Allen. Patrick so versus, Mahomes, from what I heard, just versus Mahomes, basically. It was pretty much Mahomes versus Rodgers, but Brady's got some good irons if you guys are into golf and watching that. And Mahomes cracking a Coors Light, which, look, three, I'm not the biggest Three Coors holes Light deep. <laughs> three holes deep, just cracking a Coors Light. I, I, I feel like, okay, I want to see this about Mahomes. I am not a Chiefs fan, but I feel like the hate to Mahomes is unfair. Like, why do we as people fans hate players like i can understand if the player's a dick or does something wrong or it's dirty what has mahomes done one it's the same i'm sorry it's the same reason people hated brady like it's he you rip out he rips out your soul enough you're like you know fuck this guy (laughs) you know i and i used to be that way as a naive fan and then I was like, why? He's great. It's like LeBron. It's like Kobe. Now, Kobe has a pass. Rest mm. in peace to him. But, like, people like that or um, what's another player? People uh, Dirk Nowitzki as well. Um, Who the fuck hated hated Dirk? No, people did. People hated, like, Peyton Manning, for example. Like, I just uh, – Philip Rivers, too. Like, Philip Rivers is a good guy. He, he's arrogant and cocky, but he's a guy you want on your team. I hate Philip Rivers a lot. <laughs> Right, but he was great, right? You respected his. Oh, talent. great player! Yeah, no, I, I can very much dis- I can very much un- untangle my dislike of a player from their qualities. I don't like Tom Brady because he's been, you know, my entire adult life making the AFC a living hell. But I also respect the fact he's the, one of the best, if not the best of all time. Like you can disentangle the two. Also, right. he's really funny on Twitter, which is kind of a like one of the bigger upsets of the last couple of years. So anyway, back on what I was getting at, I feel like people related a little bit more to Patrick and the other guys, except for maybe Aaron Rodgers. He just came across as a dick. Like he just reaffirmed he's an ass. Yeah, and people like the dude. People were very impressed. The dude just drank like eight beers. (laughs) It's fucking like (laughs) televised call. Things were going good early. Time to start drinking those phones. And you know what? (laughs) We've all been there. (laughs) We have all been there um neil you got anything to add i think that's kind of a good recap to the week again nfl's really slow we're just chugging yeah. along with the usfl yeah just kind of the usfl's been good and i'll say that week after week the product's been good it's been entertaining maybe not the highest quality football in the world but if you were expecting that then i don't know why the fuck you were doing that right um a little uh news for me i might be going to the colts giants game in january in uh east rutherford new jersey it's a huge maybe i have pla- i have planted the idea in my fiance's head to see Is if you're under the colts pats game and like he's been tickets are too expensive man they're all they're like 200 dollars in the nosebleeds each Fuck that shit. You can still get into Arrowhead for under, like, for like a hundred. And then, like, Giants right now is 50 in the nosebleeds. And I bet they'll be even cheaper because I don't think the Giants are going to be that good this year, depending on how things shake out. Um, I will, though, however, go to a preseason game in Buffalo because the Colts and Bills play in Orchard Park. I will yeah. be at that. And then my work does an annual Bills game because a lot of them are Bills fans. I live in Bills country, Bills Mafia shocker right mm-hmm. um the game we are going to is after my birthday so that's october 9th uh, my birthday is october 8th so it's the next day um the bills play the steelers so um 
What do I wear? Do I wear a hockey jersey? Do I wear this abs jersey I'm wearing to that game? Just wear neutral colors. Just wow. Neutral what, colors. what do I wear that's neutral? Do you have a bill Purple? shirt? You don't have a bill shirt? You live in Rochester. No, I God, I don't own a bill. Are you I could wear a saber shirt, I guess. Why the hell do you not own like a bill shirt? Why what would Bill's I ever own done one? to you? I'm not a that's fan. A fine logo. I don't know. You live there. You could learn to love them. I, I appreciate them and want them to succeed I'm if it's not against the Eagles shirt. I own a brown shirt. Burn the Eagles shirt. It is a Randall Cunningham Ultimate Weapon shirt. You set the hell down. <sighs> Respect your elders. They threw snowballs at Santa. I have seen so many fans do so many things. You just got to just. You know, Chiefs fans, fans were good to me when we went to that Colts Chiefs game. Still a little surprised by that one, but yeah, okay. <laughs> it's because I was, I told that Colts fan to shut the hell up in front of us. <laughs> it's true. That dude was not, he was obnoxious. Um, so that's fans a little bit, that's a little bit news for me. Neil will obviously go to a couple of Chiefs games this year because he lives in Kansas City. Um, and on that note, um, I hope you have a great day. The world mm-hmm. is dark right now, but I promise it'll get better. Praying to God it does. <laughs> Until then, uh, again, games are Friday, Saturday, Sunday this weekend, and we are just a few weeks away from the postseason in Canton, Ohio. Bye. Yay. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Bye.